Hi, you guys. I'm trying to hurry up and do this before somebody come and knock on this door because, like, they always knocking on the door. And I'm pretty sure that y'all can hear sometimes where I have to, like, go back and edit and, like, cut out some words and, like, piece my podcast together because they just be, like, knocking on my damn door all the time. So, I'm trying to hurry up and get this out there. But uh, I am so introverted that I am socially awkward (laughs) like I've been trying to come out of my comfort zone and like be more out of my room because I am literally like working home working home so I'm be trying to like hang out with people and stuff like that and I was hanging out with my one friend and his homeboy came over and we was all just like chilling hanging out and then I just got overwhelmed like it was like it just smacked me out of nowhere and I texted him and was like may I be excused like like a kid I know he looked at that phone and was like bro what the fuck like she's older than me and she just texted me talking about me she be excused like but it I it, oh god I can't even explain it y'all I got so overwhelmed and then not only that but in the process of me trying to get up from the table I hit the table with the chair so not only was it like awkward you know (laughs) it got embarrassing and it was crazy and we haven't even like talked about that we talked a little bit since that day but we haven't talked about like that per se but I I gotta do better I gotta come out of this freaking bubble wrap shell and just go for it I guess I don't know we'll get there one day (laughs) one day farther down the line but anyway I'm gonna read y'all a little bit so here we go blended chapter 19 dad's week Tuesday and Thursday afternoons at dad's house are piano lesson time madam Rubenstein comes from a music conservatory at the university of cincinnati never to moms my casio is not what madame rubenstein wants me practicing on her almost white hair so thin i can see her scalp is always slicked into a bun she never has a strand out of place i wish she'd give me a lesson in that she wears a different ring on each finger even her thumbs and about 50 gold bangle bracelets on her arms They rattle as she plays, but her fingers are long and supple. She has no problem with pieces that are written for two octaves. No problem at all. Are you preparing for a social recital, Isabella? She asks in her thick German accent. (laughs) She's fluent in French and Italian as well. June 9th will be here before you know it. Yes, ma'am. She narrows her eyes. I mean, I'm almost ready. I practice every day, I assure her. For more than an hour, I add. I squint right back at her. She's got an attitude about my Casio, and she's never even heard it. And sure enough, she asks, but how many of those hours are spent on that, uh, toy? She's trying to keep her nose from crinkling like she's smelling dog poop. My Casio works just fine, I tell her crispy. (laughs) My recital piece will be perfect. But I frown as I begin hitting the keys with anger instead of love. 
pounding hard instead of light. She's taking the light out of the room. Still, I practice chords and arpeggios, scales, and phrases until finally she takes me deeply into the lesson for the day, a Mozart concerto. This time, it's tough. Every note must be specific and clear. She tells me for the ninth time, so the sound flows like water over the listener. I press deliberately at the keys, head down, fingers connecting. The sounds are just not flowing today. Anybody listening to me will probably think I'm going to drown. Chapter 20, Mom's Week. Mr. Kazili starts history class with the question, How many of you have been watching on TV or reading about the school protests happening around the country? Only a few kids raised their hands. I suppose we should spend some time one day figuring out the best phone apps for news and information for you all, the teacher says with a sigh. But for now, let's talk about how what's going on in the other kids' lives can affect us all. What do you mean? Logan asks. Let me explain, Mr. K continues. Do any of you know why young people are protesting? Gretchen answers first. Yeah, there have been a bunch of school shootings in the past few years. Students are saying enough of that and trying to figure out what they can do so it doesn't happen again. Maybe walking out of school can help change gun laws and stuff. It's got to be crazy scary to have that happen at your school, Jonte adds, scrunching his face like he thinks is unreal or thinking is really hard. Lots of us not in agreement. Do students have a right to walk out of school? Mr. Kazili asks. Why not? They walked in, Jonte says, breaking the tension a little. Do they have a right to protest? Mr. Kazili presses. Absolutely, Imani says, her face serious. Real people die in those school shootings. Kids our age, we have a right to be safe. Very good, Imani, Mr. K tells her. Then he asks, what kind of things in the past have led to demonstrations that have led to change? Voting rights uh, for women, I offer. Racial discrimination, violence. All of this is a heavy stuff, Mr. Kizili says. In the fight of civil rights, for instance, there was sometimes violence, terrible violence, but it eventually led to good as the mind and hearts of peoples were changed. Hmm, not enough, Jante murders. Mr. Kizili then surprises me when he says, Perhaps you're right, Jante. I don't know what this has to do with us, though, Cecil says. Good point. Brings me around to what I plan for today. What I want to focus on are the many good books and stories that were written so that no one ever forgets all that happened. Writer's Rock. Huh? A couple of us say. And then we are going to write. This will be our sixth grade start to making the world a better place, Mr. Kazili finishes. I think most of the kids in class either groan or sigh or roll their eyes, me included. I raise my hand. What are we supposed to write about? First you read and research more groans. <laughs> then you write sighs. Mr. Kazili's taught sixth grade for a long time. He totally ignores our groans and pushes on. Sometimes it takes a really bad t thing to bring about positive change. Like what? Jante asks. Spent a lot of time 
reading your history homework last night, did you? Mr. Kazili says, raising the eyebrows. The Celtics were in the playoffs, man. That was history in the making, Jante calls out. Lots of kids nod in agreement. Nice try, Mr. Kazili says with a laugh. Catch up tonight, okay? Chapter 27 in your American history books talks about how churches were bombed, houses were burned, people were lynched. History made. His face is dead serious now. What's lynched? I ask. I've heard the word before, but I'm not sure exactly what it means. Good question, Isabella. It's when people decide to be judge, jury, and executioner without following any laws. People were hanged and shot or imprisoned without ever getting a proper hearing. But, but, I hardly know what to say. That's really awful, I finally exclaimed. Imani raised her hand. Hanged? Like a noose around their neck? Mr. Kazili takes the time. The classroom goes quiet. Yes, it was a terrible, terrible thing. They show that in cowboy movies all the time, Logan blurts out. No big deal. I guess it would be a big deal if it was happening to you, Imani replies, her voice hard. Logan puts his hand around his neck and fakes like he's choking. That is not funny, Logan, Mr. Kazili says, his voice raising. Stop that. Heather looks squarely at him, shakes her head, and frowns. I'm not sure he notices. He's so busy acting up. Just doing a little show and tell, Logan does it again and pretends to gasp. I said stop, Mr. Kazili actually yells. Okay, okay, my bad. Logan puts both hands in the air and tries to lav it off. Heather puts her head on her desk. Imani, however, is standing up. Mr. Kazili finally noticed her. Imani? I've never seen Imani so angry. Her fists are clenched. Her face looks, how can I explain? Old, like a grown-up's, like somebody who's lived a thousand years. It's kind of chilling and impressive. I've never seen Imani really pissed off before. She's staring Logan down like he's some kind of stranger, not the kid we've both known since the first grade. You, Logan, are an idiot. Everybody kind of sucks in their breath. She narrows her eyes at Logan's. Go wide. Real people were once executed by hanging with a rope and noose. People like me. That is not funny. I'll say it again. You are an idiot. And then she sits back down. The room gets scary silent. Everybody stares at Logan who's slumping as far down as his seat as he can without actually getting under it. Sorry, he mutters, but he doesn't look sorry. Mr. Kazili looks for Imani and Logan to tell Logan he will see him after school for a whole hour of detention. Logan starts to protest, but a stern look from Mr. K shuts him down.